Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South, presented by the Cold Cans Network. Make sure to go to the website, coldcansnetwork.com, miserable-reckless.com. Check out the blog posts, go over to social media, follow us on all that. Uh, do the same with YouTube and go on over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars and a great review. All right, emergency pod time. We have big time uh, news coming out of the NFL draft. Uh, scouts uh, been talking about the quarterback draft this year. And people saying it's weak. Some people saying Kenny Pickett's the best, but I guess he's not the best now. He's got small hands. So he, he's going he's gonna to slide the boards and, and, uh, and not be worth the shit now because his hands are too small. It's he probably retired. Probably, I mean, he That's, is, what, 37 at this point? He spent 10 he years at Pittsburgh. He, he wouldn't retire because he's a quitter. He's a quitter with tiny hands. Yeah. I've been done with Kenny Pickett since he quit on his team and didn't play in the bowl game. I'm done with Kenny Pickett now with his tiny hands and his quitting attitudes and his quitting ways. Next topic. He can just, he can just go join the Pickett line. <laughs> <laughs> with the baseball players. <laughs> All right. All right. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Dad joke. <laughs> I thought it was good. I liked it. All right, good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, why don't you kick things off? Sure. Uh, For the purposes of this podcast, Morgan, did you hear who the quarterback with the next smallest hands that's taken the most snaps in the NFL was? I'm asking you for a reason. Kenny Pickett has no. eight and a half, eight and a half inch hands. First of all, it's the only time I've ever heard where eight and a half inches was a bad thing. Um, <laughs> nine inch hands was Michael Vick. Michael Vick is the guy with the smallest hands. So everybody's trying to make comparisons to Kenny Pickett being Michael Vick. And I was like, cool. So you guys are making comparisons to literally one of the best athletes of all time. Awesome. That should go well. <laughs> Anyways, good, bad, and the ugly. Think, don't think that Sal <laughs> plays the same. No, yeah. no, not quite. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's uh, mobile, but he's not quite that good of an athlete. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Um, good for the ACC for having the guys with the two smallest hands. All right. Anyways, <laughs> moving along. Uh, usually, I am the guy on this podcast that likes to give our youngest member and our fearless producer shit for pimping his own podcast, which has now turned into our, our mothership of a blog network that is drinking cold cans, cold cans network. But, um, he did a hell of a job this week. So I'm going to give him credit. My good of the week. I'm not just blowing smoke up his butt. He gave a great, there's a great interview on country and cold cans, the actual podcast. If you go listen to it, it's the most recent one, right? Uh, no, we had another episode come out Monday, but it's, it's episode 54. Rich O'Toole yeah. is the name. Um, it's a compelling episode. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long. There's other guys on the podcast, too, that are normally on the podcast that, that are pretty funny as well. But if you're used to hearing Logan, you can hear these guys talk about a lot of things. He's a Texas third artist. Um, I appreciated – I'll highlight a couple of things. I appreciated the beans and chili argument. I think that this is the new, this is the new honey bun controversy. Um, clearly, people on Twitter were – there was death threats. Um, I heard that were happening because of beans and chili. 
Um, I was told this week uh, in no uncertain terms to go kill myself based on my thoughts on Little Debbie Snacks. So uh, I'd like to say that me and Rich, um, <laughs> we have a thing in common here. We put our, our opinions out on the internet and, and people are, are mean to us. So uh, I appreciated him there. And on a more serious note, I appreciated some of the things he said about losing his purpose and uh, struggling with using too much alcohol. And he told some pretty funny stories and he told some pretty interesting stories and some things that really, if I may say so, jived with a lot of the ways that I felt um, over the past two years and years before that. So uh, I'm, I don't want to take all of Logan's thunder. I'd say listen to the end of the, all the way to the end of the podcast. You might hear a little surprise that hopefully is in the works coming down the pipe. But it's a great interview. Good job, Logan. That's, I appreciate that, was, that. that was compelling to listen to. Um, all right, moving on. My bad. Keep it simple. Uh, I feel bad for my neighbors. Thought about this this week, and it's been an ongoing problem. And I, I really do feel bad for the neighbors, especially as we go into our second summer here. Um, I, these are the kind of neighbors who are very old and elderly. When you step outside in sandals and shorts to take out the trash, they ask you if you're going to be cold and they want you to put on a jacket and they want to talk to you about like how Russia's invading places and how the cold war might be coming back. I'm not sure if they think we might still be in it. They're, they're very old. So I feel poorly for them that they have to listen to my wife's and I am doing this. They have to listen to her music when she gets in the shower. They must be very confused. Most of the time it's pleasant, you know, Coldplay or Fleetwood Mac or something playing in the background. Well, when my wife gets going in the shower, all of a sudden it's Abercrombie and Finch pumping out, you know, cover hits. I mean, <laughs> I, her old roommate, I'm not sure if he still listens to this podcast. He used to, I know he is very familiar with this. We used to make fun of it all the time when she was upstairs. I know she listens to this, especially going in summertime with the windows open. I'm just saying, babe, like, let's stop confusing the neighbors. Like, let's just keep like the good times rolling with the soft hits. We don't need all this Abercrombie and Fitch pump, pump, EDM pump your fist music. All right, let's just tone it down a notch or two. I've heard it a couple times this week and we just, you know, it's, it's not a good look for us. You know, we need to fit in with the neighbors. So that's my bad. And then my ugly is, uh, is very simple. I read, I was reading a book this week and I found out something I have never heard of before. And I was going to see if you guys heard about this. Have you heard of LSU's leisure river? No, I don't think I have. Is it literally just a river that they all take inner tubes in and float around in? It is. It is a. It is what we Northerners, because everything's north compared to LSU, would call a lazy <laughs> river. But because they use student fees to pay for it back in 2017, it's referred to as a leisure river. If you Google it, it's L. S like the logo on the field and then U and it's all connected and then the U connects over to the top to the L. They used 85 million in student fees to put in a leisure river in the same place <laughs> that they hired Mr. Family, Mr. Authentic. So uh oh my. yes. So my ugly is uh once again LSU doing terrible things with their money. And even though that's like five years old, I just found out about it. And since none of you knew about it, I'm assuming none of America knows about this travesty. So, wouldn't who in the hell contracted that $85 million lazy river? I think we could have got you for a couple million easy. Like, I, I, I would have, I could have done that contract. Like, good lord. I think some of it was the, uh, 
may have been in like the aquatic center or whatever that they put in next door. The student, I, I loved it. The students in 2011 voted for it. But what they voted for is to have future students pay for it. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing so, we've learned about Americans voting, they don't always make good decisions. Yeah, so they're like Washington. Politicians <laughs> vote on it and then leave and then they don't face the consequences. <laughs> Got it. It's, it's literally called passing the buck. So uh, <laughs> not, not surprised that LSU uh, did this on the field and off the field down there. Some future leaders in that class. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Morgan, good, <laughs> bad, the ugly. Uh, well, let's see here. Good. Um, Bridget is officially walking. She nice. is. Uh, every every time we set her up to get her set up to, to walk, she takes a good four or five steps. So she's All excited as, as she's doing it. Um, She's also mimicking her brother now when he, he likes to scream. She goes, rah! <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. Um, uh, bad. Um, I don't really have, I mean, basically baseball not starting, you know. Man, Manfred screwing all this crap up, you know. Doesn't look like who knows when we're going to get a season, if we are. And then uh, ugly, I'll just go for what's going on for Ukraine. And I know we're not political here, but you know, I don't think you can with what's going on in the world right now, our daily lives, um, I don't think there's really anything more ugly than um what's going on over there. Yeah, I'd say I agree with you on that. All right, Dustin. Good the bad and the ugly. I got a couple good slash I guess chuckles. And then I'll give you an ugly. Um, I got a good chuckle out of uh, Coach K ahead of the Syracuse game, called in the Jim Beheim's radio show and and called in his mic from Durham. Apparently everybody was on in on the joke except for Jim Beheim. Um, So like the guy who was like the host of the show or whatever knew it was happening and just kind of like, oh, we've got a caller uh, here from Durham and like, and just kind of went, went that way with it. It was just kind of the conversation wasn't, you know, it was basically them just they, they're longtime friends, their families are friends. There's a relationship there. So the, the conversation wasn't that funny. It was just this sort of like poke of like messing with your buddy, calling into his radio show and, and kind of just like seeing what his reaction would be. So I got a good chuckle out of that. Um, another thing that's sent to the guys here recently it was making bacon recently in my, uh, my daughter was interested in it. She was like, well, you know, what's happening here? And she, I was like, it's piggies. Her and her, her mother and I were like, it's piggies. We're going to eat the piggies. And she was like, piggies? And we were like, yeah, piggies. And she was like, piggies, 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 piggies. <laughs> she was really excited for it. And didn't seem to make the connection to the, like, the piggies in the pictures and stuff. So, and if she did and she doesn't care, even better. So we got that going for us. Uh, ugly. Um, last weekend, last Saturday in the college basketball world, seven of the top 10 lost on Saturday. Like it was like one through six and like the eight or ninth team in the nation, something like that. The real travesty of it all was one through six lost. Duke was ranked seventh. 
naturally, any rational person would have shot them right up to the top, right at number one, right ahead of the Carolina game for the final showdown. It would, the story was right in itself. And the sports writers of America could not make it happen. So I'm, I think all, it's ugly. They're all useless, most of them, anyways. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, don't get me started, I guess, on like, it's, it's the perception of the conference isn't that good. So they don't view the, the wins as the, a quality win. But it's still, if for no other reason they could have written a really good story, a fun story leading into this, they should have done it. Just for, you know, Coach K's last game, number one, think about that. Carolina could have come, you know, let's say Carolina walks away with the win. They're going to tell that story for decades. It would. It was a great. It would have been a great story. They missed the chance. Shame on you, sports writers of America. Shame on you. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I agree. Sports writers, most of them suck. Some of them are. Most of them suck. But that's why you got alternative media. Exactly. Follow us. We'll we'll give you Cold much more content network. than them. Cold Cans Network. <laughs> all right. So. uh Brings it to me. I've got a good and a bad slash ugly. The good, <clears throat> start off a little positivity. Wolfpack are now 8-1 in NC State uh, baseball. And your weekly Tommy Tanks update. In his first nine games, freshman first baseman, Tommy White is hitting 538 with nine home runs. Um, he has more home runs than 99% of teams do in college baseball right now. They showed a graphic the other day about the teams who have hit the most long balls through the first few weeks of the season and has um, everybody in there has state listed at with 11 home runs total. And then it has Tommy white by himself and everybody else is uh, having team names. Tommy white, nine bombs dudes, a blast to watch mullet wearing NC state first baseman. Love it. Love it. All right. So that brings me to my bad slash ugly to kind of piggyback off a little bit. What, um, uh, Ryan was talking about Rich O'Toole. I, I had a brief conversation with him on Twitter. Uh, yesterday because he was literally was just being verbally abused and destroyed by people on Twitter because he had the audacity to cash a check from a the governor of Texas with whom many in independent music do not like and Rich is not a political guy he doesn't you don't know his politics he doesn't talk politics he I get the sense from conversations with him that he's probably pretty middle of the road like a lot of America is but he's not political it was not like he, he literally was just cashing a paycheck and people just literally came out of the woodwork and just started not just saying uh, things like wanting to cancel him, but just like went in personally on the guy. It was ridiculous. Like I, I said something about it on Twitter and I had people coming after me and I was like, bring it the fuck on. I don't care. I was like, I, I've about had it with these people. They literally were just acting like he did something wrong, man. He has a mortgage to pay. He has, a car payment, and he's trying to pay the bills after not being able to work as a musician throughout the pandemic and all of 2020. I was like, give the guy a break. He, yeah, he's personal. He's been friends for seven years with the governor of Texas. Who gives a shit? Get over it. It's like the very same people that complain when um, people, the crazies on right-wing Twitter, complain about BJ Barham and Jason Isbell speaking out are just as fucking crazy and so, to get mad when somebody doesn't uh, call Greg Abbott a Nazi. Get the fuck over yourself. I was so angry about that because I'm... Ugh. All of you dumbasses. All right. That's my bad slash ugly. Like Rich O'Toole, cool dude. 
like listen to his music. It like he's not getting political by playing that and cashing a check. Get over it. What you're trying to say is fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> it was just it's so infuriating because like he didn't do anything wrong. Like, but <laughs> you can't tell the people on Twitter live in their little echo chamber and think that everyone thinks exactly like they do on every issue. And if you don't, I shit you not, you're a Nazi. So that's what they say. All right. So that's the good, bad, and the ugly. All right. We can look ahead. I think we know what the big story here is. I personally, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, I'm wearing a Duke shirt for the first time in a long time. I had to bring it out. Coach K's last game is uh, uh, against Carolina, last game at Cameron. Um, Dustin, you're the resident Duke, uh, Duke fan. You have any thoughts on the week, weekend matchup? Yeah, I mean, well, always, always has the possibility to be a crazy game. Doesn't matter how each team is playing. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, everybody, anyone who's paid attention to these games over the years knows that. If you look back at the, that Jeff Capel game in the mid-90s when he hit the shot to send it, what, to double OT? Double OT. Uh, yeah. Um, that team had no business getting that, you know, playing a game that well. Those kinds of games happen often in this rivalry, so you never can really get um, – you never know, and you often get a really good game regardless of how each team's year is going. So that much we know is true. If Duke plays their potential, we ought to run Carolina out of the building. But I'm not necessarily going to put all my money in on that just because of the way the robbery goes. Um, who knows? Amarno Baycott may go off 50 points because that's probably what it would take for them to win. Um, <laughs> Correct. So Correct. uh but I think the bigger part of it is uh, I just I, I'm interested to see, you know, there's expected to there's gonna be a lot of people there at the game of varying levels of celebrity. But 80 Duke alum like basketball, former basketball players, Grant Hill, for instance, is going to be in, in, the, in the crowd. I'm interested to kind of see the emotion of the night. Coach K's done a good job this year of not, you know, I know everybody likes to make fun of the Jeter tour, but he's done a good job of trying to deflect from it about being about him and he usually turns it back on the kids he's always been a guy especially in the past 10 years he uses the uh terminology of like being on every year's different journey and trying to be in the journey and in the moment with the kids who are there because it's not about the kids from five years or 10 years or it's not about grand hill 30 years ago it's about that moment that he's in at the time i think this game's going to be different i think this moment's going to be a lot more emotional it probably will hit him different. I think the kids are going to put a lot of pressure on themselves, which I think also plays in the Carolina's favor to send him out um, on a high note. So it'll be interesting to see the emotional side of the game with just the people in attendance, with how Coach K reacts, how the players handle the moment. Um, but overall, I mean, Duke's playing good basketball. They're on a seven-game win streak. They locked up the, you know, where they're going to be number one seed in the ACC tournament um, you know for whatever the regular season title is worth um, if they beat Carolina they'll be in sole place of first place in the ACC which would be the first time since 2006 um, they had a co-ACC title in 2010 for the regular season but not uh, not an outright since 2006 so there's a lot, a lot of storylines around this game um, so I, you know, I think anybody who's followed the team a long time or 
probably coach Gail a long time, like me, are probably going to have our own like sort of roller coaster of emotions on like it's it's exciting, but it's it's going to be weird him not setting the foot in Cameron again. Um, which makes me, you know, as we talked about many episodes ago, I'm so much more grateful that I went to a game this year in Cameron um, and got a chance to see it. So should be good. You know, obviously a win would be the ultimate, a big win. A win like we had in Chapel Hill would be the ultimate way to kind of ride off into the ACC tournament and go from there. Or maybe a win like the 2010 team. Oh, was it 82 to 50? I think it was. Yeah. That would be nice too. <laughs> All right, Ryan, Carolina fan, you got any thoughts or are you going to next topic it? No, I mean, I guess it's, it's just another game. I mean, it's not really, you know, anything for us. I mean, we're the fourth seed in the ACC tournament. Uh, what's next on the schedule? It looks like it's Duke. Okay. You know, they're always emotional. Um, you know, this is always a big game for them. Um, so what we're going to do is go inside. Uh, it's going to be a big surprise to everyone. We're probably going to use our point guards, um, spread the ball around the perimeter and then go inside and pound it home with the big man, uh, Armando Bacon. Um, I mean, Baycott, sorry. I'm a big fan of the team. I've been watching a lot this year. Um, and, uh, no, nothing around. Um, I, uh, they led Duke led from the opening tip to the end of the game for the first time in, I think the last team, I think they've had two teams that have ever done that in Chapel Hill. So that, or it might have been three teams that have ever done it. So that was pretty historic for them in Chapel Hill. Um, that game could have been worse. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think, I think that uh, our coach did it the right way. You know, he kissed the floor quietly and, and, and it walked off into the sunset. Um, by the way, it's not probably going to be the last time that Coach K is in Cameron. Uh, coach Williams has showed up to almost every game. Actually, no. Coach Wrong. K said today uh, mm-hmm. that he is not going to come to any games for a while because he said he doesn't want to hover. He wants to give them space. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, Coach K is a man um, looking to help his his guys succeed on their own and not to overshadow them by being right over their shoulder. Or in the middle of the court. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> name, name written on the court. <clears throat> Well, Roy's is on the court now, too. So. Yeah. They're both, they're both are. <laughs> How about this? Usually, uh, and we haven't decided on this yet, but usually me and Dustin find it, find some way to get together for this game. Not unlike me and Morgan had a pretty good streak of watching the Carolina and Tech football games there for a while. So we'll see if we can make it work. We've had some epic ones through the years in Charleston. We've had some, as we've talked about on the podcast. And then we've had some some not so epic ones where one of us is one. Or I think I was overseas in 2010. I don't remember that game at all. So, um, um, you know, you, you just blocked that one out. That's why. I mean, something happened. I don't know. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens this year. Yeah, I'm excited for the game. I haven't watched a full college basketball game all year. To be honest about that. State sucks. Um, so I just I've watched halves of games. I've watched a couple halves of Duke games, but I'm, I think this would be the one I watch to start to finish. I mean, it's I grew up a Duke fan, so it's going to be weird. Coach K not being on the sideline, so I definitely uh, yeah. I think me and a couple of friends are going to talk talked about getting together and watching it. Are you? Are we live on YouTube right now? We're not live. No, are we're we not ready. We're YouTube? not ready for live content. Are we going to be live on YouTube later for this segment? We. We will be on YouTube, yes, um, but we won't be live. 
Because I'm, I'm curious. I think America wants to know which strength and conditioning coach gave you your polo. <laughs> well, that's a funny story about this polo. This polo helped me sneak in um, back to where the locker room area was at Cameron one time because a buddy of mine has season tickets. <laughs> and and he, he and I went to the Duke-Syracuse game. We were sitting up where his grandma's seats were up in the corner in the rafter area. And I was like, dude, come on, let's go down there, get, go where the students are. Because we were probably 23 or 24 at the time. You know, we fit in. And we just walked past the people, went into the student section. Then I said, hey, come with me. He goes, no, no, no. And I was like, nobody's going to say anything. Because I literally was wearing Nikes, jeans, and this uh, polo. Got me right past security. And I was just walking around back of, near where the locker rooms were. I think people thought it worked there. Worked out. <laughs> That's a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Logan sat in the graduate student section for Duke I Carolina. I did the Jabari Parker year, so 2014. I was the dumbest person in that section. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <don't> comment. <laughs> Morgan, you have any no. thoughts before we move forward? On uh, Coach Cage game. Yeah, I know this kind of doesn't affect Tech fans as much as Duke and Carolina. So, well, it'll be interesting to, to see all the people there that paid for five thousand dollars a ticket. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some celebrities around there somewhere. Tony Romo. Maybe, maybe not like you know the New York Knicks sideline or anything kind of celebrities, but I'm sure there'll be some. I'm sure Obama did there. go to a game there not that long ago. So he might be there. Um, I'm sure Hansborough will probably be on the other side hanging out with the Carolina team. We should bloody his nose again. Uh, I hope not. I hope never yeah. see him again. Yeah, he can take his goofy-ass dance on down the hall. Yeah. Right. No what, this He's just in, he lost He's another old. contact. <laughs> and and the entire Duke team is fouled out because they breathed his direction. <laughs> He's I the only man when, that was allowed to have uh, three steps in the paint and switch his pivot feet constantly. I remember when one game Xavier Dowdell for Tech dunked over him, put his crotch right in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that was like awesome. <laughs> Well, exciting game this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd put money on Duke, but I'm not a betting man. So, Seven moving game in. Win streak. Do what now? Seven-game win streak. They're playing good ball. Yeah, but, They found their stroke behind the three. A lot of times in basketball, though, things get broken. Win streaks get broken around seven and eight games, so we'll see. We'll see. All right. Talk about it next week. Well, yeah. Tune in next week to find out who won the Duke Carolina game. <laughs> <laughs> all right now time for the southern spotlight ryan it's your week it is so i was going to use my week to uh to bring back i was gonna i so in all seriousness i went to go highlight this place because i thought it was a cool place in nashville and i was trying to decide between this place and pinewood social uh pinewood social is a place that we went with morgan's uh when we were when we were down there previous to his wedding so it's a cool little bowling alley and they got a sweet bar and this place is steps away from that place what's that it's an awesome place absolutely yeah um i know we've talked about that on the podcast in the past when we talked about nashville 
as part of like our little circuits when we were talking about cities that we liked. So I was going to bring up this other place instead. It's called the Bobby Hotel. Um, I haven't yet figured out if there's a guy named Bobby that owns this hotel. It's known as somewhat of a famous place in that it's it's kind of uh, just an interesting place that you can go grab a drink. The lobby's really uh, fancy. They've got yeah, fancy is such a weird way of describing it. It's just an interesting. It's it's not your residence in. Let's put it that way, right? And the idea is that uh, Bobby has supposedly all these different trinkets and treasures from his travels around the world. And so each room and each place is a little bit different and special and unique. And we're all snowflakes when we stay at the Bobby. So anyways, <laughs> some, people don't, some people don't like that. So in my attempt to go find the address, I found this TripAdvisor review. And I thought that as opposed to having how we normally do our Southern Spotlight, which highlights a specific Southern business person or thing, we would have a Southern Karen spotlight because this highlights a specific Southern <laughs> business that a specific Southern person clearly hates. A, a specific Southern busybody. Correct. There you go. So this is Arkansas Traveler 001. They are the first <laughs> person to ever, ever leave Hot Springs, Arkansas. I'd just like to let you know. And if you get on tripadvisor.com, this is the first interview that comes up. This is a recent and fresh interview from February of 2022. Not even close to being $500 per night hotel is the headline. She's one of these, I could leave zero stars, but it didn't allow me people. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'll breeze right through this, but I would like to have this woman on Miserable and Reckless perhaps forever because she does a great job of ranking and grading things. Be wary of the multiple five-star reviews. A vast majority address solely the spa portion, which is well-known. And there's a masseuse there named Jackie, which is well-spoke about. That's a whole other topic that we can talk about later. Trust me, I do not have personal experience, but we can talk about that. Yeah, go ahead and tell us about it. Yeah. Oh, anyways, a vast majority address solely the spa portion and not a total review of the Bobby. This will be a total review. And then she gives a total review. Room design, F. Well, we're already grading things. <laughs> There's only one night table against the headboard, which has only two outlets, one of which is used by their alarm clock. How rude of them. Outlet bar kept causing my CPAP machine to lose power. I had oh to go to the front desk to request a long <laughs> extension cord. <laughs> That's why the room design is an F. Workstation, F. Space is a quarter of a circle, pie shape. I've never, you know, I, I could, I can envision this. Like Approximately point one, two, four, five, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fourteen, or whatever. Correct. Approximately <laughs> forever and ever and ever it goes on. We're about to have pie day. <laughs> Um, approximately 22 inches in radius. This woman went to the trouble of measuring how terrible the workstation was. So I appreciate her pettiness. <laughs> oh my god! The radius. Yeah. Get out of here, nerd. I'll skip through <laughs> some of the. Uh, I'll skip through some of the stuff that doesn't matter. The uh, workstation outlets were an F. There's a reason why I listed bathroom vanity C because there's no counter space for makeup. I don't know what made it good to get a C. Shower was a C. Uh, we have our first compliment. The shower is pretty. However, it has a solid glass. <laughs> hey, the shower is pretty. That's what it says. Pretty what? 
The shower is pretty. Pretty shitty. <laughs> However, uh, there is no shower door to close, so heat escapes the shower, causing it to be cold. Um, the television system is an F because when you press the channel guide, it shows the network name and does not show the programming. Um, the room safe is an F because it was broke, literally what it says. The safe was broke. I don't know if she means like it had no money in it. It was broke. Or it <laughs> yeah. broke. Her grammar, F. <laughs> um, dinner menu, very poor menu selection for a so-called five-star hotel. Uh, staff, this is important, guys. Staff, A, the entire staff during our stay was polite, professional, and prompt. Right underneath of that, the entire staff was polite, professional, and prompt. Right underneath that, male front desk staff, F, only non-A <laughs> rated staff was the evening male desk clerk. He seemed very put out that he had to secure an extension cord to lay across the floor and across the bed so my CPAP machine could have power. <laughs> female front desk staff, A. The female evening desk clerk was apologetic and offered us a room change between 10 and 11 a.m. the next morning. But since I already had plans on Saturday till the very evening, I declined her offer because I did not want to waste my valuable vacation time moving our belongings. <laughs> so in conclusion, she closes out that the Bobby she will not be staying at the Bobby and they will not be making future plans to stay at the Bobby because there are just too many other choices in this general area. So if you would like to see for yourself, if this woman uh, graded the room design inappropriately, I very much encourage you to go stay at the, at the Bobby hotel <laughs> in downtown Nashville, because I think it's awesome. And if you want to see a Greyhound bus on the roof of a bar and a pool and a bunch of other fun stuff that they have to do, and it's within walking distance of Broadway and Acme Feed and Seed in the river and Titan Stadium and Pinewood Social. And do I need to go on and on? The Glen Campbell Museum, for those that are interested, is right around the corner. So if I haven't talked yet enough about Ash or Nashville on this podcast, don't stay away from Asheville. Uh, zero stars would give it if I could. <laughs> yeah, Asheville um, sucks. <laughs> then please go stay at the Bobby. And I think I've spent more than enough time on this other spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you want to be yelled at for standing 20 feet away from people in the 80 degree sun without wearing a mask, go to Asheville. <laughs> that takes going to be at least cold in 2026. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So that's the Southern, Southern Spotlight. Uh, good old Karen. <laughs> all right moving into the song of the month it's that time of the month where we pick three songs i pick one ryan picks one then a collab pick and uh we like to highlight some artists that we like uh, a lot of times they're new releases sometimes not but this is kind of an, a look into what we're listening to and what we enjoy um i'll kick things off with my solo pick to start off with i picked a song that is by larry fleet and john party it was a um a duet they did together it was both on larry fleet's um record he just released which is a solid album definitely check that out one of the better mainstream records that's come out in a while uh but it, it was also on the hardy hicks tape volume two quick context behind that hardy kind of has taken a uh page from like the hip-hop world and has done volume one and volume two he's done full-length records where he gets like a large amount of country uh artists whether they're legends or current folks does songs with them volume one he did vocals on every song 
volume two, he said he kind of wants it to become its own thing where he doesn't have to sing on everyone. So he's not on every track. This one was just Larry Fleet and John Party. Andy and I were talking about this on the last episode, episode 55 of Country and Cold Cans, because it's the type of song that it sounds fun, but it's really has like an underlying meaning to it. But it's also like it, it's a sad song done in a fun way. And it's called In Love With My Problems. It's kind of an upbeat country sounding song where it's essentially the premise of the song is he's saying pretty much it, how he treats women right and they always go running. But maybe he should start treating his problems right so his problems will haul ass and leave him to as well. And my favorite verse in it is the John Party verse in the second one. He's like, uh, let's see here, I just had it. He's like, I ought to send four roses, some flowers tonight. Try to put a ring on a neon light. Start making plans and moving too fast. Yeah, there goes trouble hauling ass. And then it's just like gets into the chorus where they're talking about, you know, pedal to the floor, slam the door. And then uh, they ain't coming back no more. Maybe that's just what I need. I bet they get sick of me just like you. If I'm in love with my problems, maybe they'd leave me too. Just a fun country song, like an example of classic kind of like country songwriting where it has that turn of phrase that I, I really appreciate about it. And it kind of makes a light of a, a very real kind of thing that happens where some women out there like to be, I want to be treated right. I want to be treated like a queen. <laughs> then they end up dating the guy with the monster energy tattoo and the, uh, that hangs out at the gas station at the BP. So this song kind of illustrates that and does it in a fun way. So definitely check out In Love With My Problems by uh, Larry Fleet and John Party. Sounds way too specific to be random. Oh, it's a great song. The monster energy tattoo at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I've never met anybody that has a monster energy tattoo, but I always, the image in my head is, is like, do you, have you ever seen the movie We're the Millers? It's yeah. the no, yes. no regrets guy. That's always what comes yeah. to my mind. Not even one situation. letter. Not even one letter. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, yo. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what's your pick for this, uh, this month? So I know you did seven by seven, seven times seven, whatever, with Turnpack Troubadours a little while ago, where you kind of pulled an old one out. Morgan, you you jumped the gun on me, which I appreciate. Um, We have hard times in life. And so right now there's some rough stuff that's going on. So I figured, why not pick a song that's going to, by the way, all these songs are on our playlist, right? They're on Miserable and Reckless playlist. If you search that on Spotify, we have all of the songs we picked for the song of the month that comes up. So despite our best interests, we are actually trying to make something that's a little bit cohesive. So it'll be fun to see what it looks like at the end of the year. We started it in May. So we'll see what a year's worth of music for the two of us kind of looks like. And if you look back on it, it does that. If you know us and you've listened to us explain it, it does kind of make sense with, with what we've picked out and what's there. So in trying to pick something that's cohesive, but in also just trying to be real, um we made it almost a year and i haven't picked a song from this band and that wasn't the reason why i did this the number one song that i picked to go to or to listen to that makes me feel better and that uh i really appreciate certain lines in it is the song up and up by the band coldplay and the reason why and i know i've been on this saying before that I love Coldplay and everything else and everybody loves to make fun of that and you're gay and <laughs> I get yeah. it. <laughs> I get it. Um, that said, first of all, best live concert I've been to and I've been to a few. However, the lyrics are the thing that gets this for me. I've sent this to a few people in the past. Sonically, it's 
awesome. And I don't mean because it's a Coldplay song. I mean, there's a break at the end of it with a really soaring guitar that comes at the right point in time when they are trying to explain how things can get better. I'm not going to go into all the politics for why things are good or bad or indifferent. I'm just going to say people are going through shit, whether it's COVID, whether it's cancer, whether it's a war, whether it's being done with being told what to do, whether it's having to deal with problems on the internet or problems in real life. People go through shit. People are tired and they're stressed and it's been a long fucking two years. So, and it's been a long, longer period for people than that. I would encourage people to listen to the song and I would encourage you to try and step away from the Coldplay being gay part and actually listen to the lyrics. Um, they make me feel a lot better and they give me a lot of hope. There's a line in there that says, see a bird soaring high above the flood. You can't get the reference of that from Noah and the Ark. 40 days, the world had ended, literally, if, if you believe this. I'm saying literally, if you believe the story. And uh, the bird's circling around, and he's trying to find a place where they're going to land, and they're going to start over again. Um, the next line is, it's in your blood. As in, humans have come back from uh, greater stuff before, and you share the same bloodline with those human beings. It's pretty interesting to stop and think about. Uh, there's another line, lying in the gutter, aiming for the moon, trying to empty out the ocean with a spoon. When it seems hopeless and it seems like you got to start from square one and there's really nothing you can do to help a bunch of refugees or there's really nothing you can do because it's 18 to 20 years from now when, when you know, your kids are going to be grown or whatever your situation may be, right? Whether it's special needs or it's, it's whatever, cancer. Seems like you got to start with the first brick. That's a, that's a pretty telling line. And then the line that's my absolute favorite, and it's especially been a favorite of mine over the last year because my apartment literally faces the sunrise, is it says you can close your mind, talking about people on Twitter earlier, or you can take a risk as in trying to understand somebody else. You can say it's mine, as in like grab it for yourself and clench your fist, or you can see each sunrise as a gift. The idea being like, what are you going to do with the day? And every day that you wake up, you got a choice, right? You got a choice to do whatever you want to do. And I'm, these are not my lyrics, but it says at the end, when you're in pain, when you think you've had enough, don't give up. Sounds cheesy as shit until you listen to the song. Listen to the song. Hopefully it makes you feel better. All right, good deal. Uh, now to our collab pick. I'll do a quick little intro, and then I want to get your thoughts on it, Ryan. But we picked a song actually by Rich O'Toole, a uh, guest on episode 54 of Country and Cold Cans. Before all of this happened. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> funny enough uh but this is a song that he actually recorded earlier in his career put it on a record and then he what i think is his best record he's ever released was uh the record new york that he released in 2020 and he recut it put it back out there because he loves this song i personally really like this song because it's just a, a it's what i always uh, um describe music as like this is the quintessential song to on a nice warm day, roll the windows down and drive and have it play. And it just kind of makes you feel good. Like the very opening line, I need to hit the highway to forgive my troubles. It's like, it's, it, it's, that's kind of what this song is perfect for. Um, and, uh, then he starts name checking states and everything of like, well, you know, traveling, which is kind of indicative of, you know, him being a touring musician. But, uh, Ryan, what are some of your thoughts on Mississippi baby by Rich O'Toole? Uh, his third and fourth lines are prescient. Lots of people blowing up my phone these days. I got a little, little liquor. Couldn't be sicker from all the BS I see on TV every day. 
Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> Didn't know you were going to be writing your own future there, did you? Um, <laughs> the reason why I texted you this song, uh, I was listening. You said you did the interview with him. I wanted to hear how he talked about his sobriety. So I went to go listen to his music first. He's an artist. That's a good way to find out about people. Got up early one morning and was, was on the treadmill, was listening to the interview I already referenced earlier. And in it, he talked about getting up early and working out. So I thought that that was funny and whatever. So then I started listening to more of his music and I found this song. And this song, the reason why I texted you that I wanted to do it for Spotlight, it's very simple. It's not some deep whatever. It's that this is what I want to do. This is what I've been looking forward to doing at the end of the COVID pandemic. I want to drive around with the windows down with a little liquor with someone beside me in the car. And I want to drive through Texas and Arkansas and Mississippi. And I, I'll skip Florida State. Florida State gets name mentioned in the song. But we can, <laughs> we, we can go right through there. We can go down 30A or something instead. But uh, I, uh, this is what I want to do. This is where I feel at home. I just got a relatively brand new car. And we were able to take it to Tennessee, North Carolina. I, I, this, I heard this song. It was February when I heard it. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait for May. I can't wait for April. I can't wait for June. We're talking about going on a trip. If you think I'm not going to be the four of us, potentially, if you think I'm not going to be blaring this song going down to that trip or sitting around the fire, you'd be damned. <laughs> uh, this is a great song. So that's, that's, I mean, there's nothing deep here. I like the guy. I liked his interview. And this is absolutely the best song that I heard, like for just feeling good off of that album. And I thought it'd be a nice addition to our playlist. Yeah. I mean, he, he talked about that on the uh, podcast where, you know, I, I mentioned that one of the things I, I like about the Texas Red Dirt team versus Americana is that the Red Dirt guys tend to have some fun songs, like some songs that just make you feel good. It doesn't all have to be super heavy, like stripped back, you know, and then he, he likened the Americana crowd to like the, the, the emo girl at the lunch table, <laughs> which is kind of accurate. But, you know, I mean, I think there's a there's a place for that type of music. But sometimes, man, you need to have a couple tracks on the record, and make you feel good. And Mississippi Baby is one of those types of songs. So definitely recommend. Plus, plus any song that, you know, is from the same about the same state as Lane Kiffin. You know, I'm I'm, I'm all <laughs> aboard the Lane train. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of Oxford, Mississippi, I believe let me check the rundown here. Yep, it is time for the final four of the Southern 64 with 32 flavors. Let me pull up the graphic on the screen. That way the people on, in YouTube land can see. Are you going to walk us through it, Logan? Yep. All right. So this is where we're at. We're down to the final four of the categories are music, sports, drinks, and sayings. The, we have a one seed and three four seeds that made the final four. From the music category, we have none other than the small town Southern man himself, Alan Jackson, facing off against number four from the sports category, Saturday in the Grove, hence the reference to Mississippi and the lane train. Then on the other side of the bracket, in the, this uh, side with drinks and sayings, we have the one seed, Old Fashioned, facing off against the four seed, Do What Now, from sayings. All right. Do you, wanna, do you guys want to one of you kind of moderate this, or do you want me to, or what? We didn't talk about that ahead of time in, in pre-production. I already talked too much. All right. All right. Let's start off with the left side of the bracket, music and sports. Like I said, four seed Alan Jackson versus another four seed Saturday in the Grove. I'm curious to know what Ryan, uh, I would well, not Ryan, what uh, Dustin's going to pick here because I think I have an idea what Ryan's going to pick. So Dustin, why don't you kick things off? Alan Jackson, Saturday in the Grove. Well, we got two four seeds here. 
got three four seeds in the final four. Good lord, I don't know what that's like. Um, what are the odds in the <laughs> ACC tournament? They're going to be barely squeaking into the NCAA tournament. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about the ACC tournament next week. Um, and then and then we'll evaluate the the big dance from there. Uh, all right. So we got small town Southern man Alan Jackson versus Saturday in the Grove. I'll be the first to say Alan Jackson, loving man death. He's part of my uh, Mount Rushmore country music. Saturday in the Grove also sounds really appealing to me. You know, we've been talking about it a lot here on this podcast over the as as Angle likes to do. He picks a team that he has no affiliation or history with and friends with them. We talk a lot about Lane Kiven on this program. And uh, Saturday in the Grove has kind of grown on me as something that I really think I would enjoy because it would just be an absolutely outrageous experience. And frankly, I don't know how someone who has season tickets does it because that seems like that's something else. So let me just kind of set the table here. Yeah, Saturday in the Grove, which is what? Six games a year, seven games a year, maybe? Seven like most that. of the time. Seven <clears throat> most of the time. Or you got Alan Jackson, 365, 24-7, every moment of your life, writing a story about you, making you feel good, making you happy, making you sad, lifting you up, doing all the things, making you feel all the feelings. Come on. You got to go with the small-town Southern man, Alan Jackson. Don't get me wrong. I'm with y'all if y'all want to go to the Grove, but it's Alan Jackson all the way, my man. All the way. All right, this one for Alan Jackson. Now let me throw it to uh, a self-avowed member of the lane train. Ryan, what do you pick? Well, I don't pick a guy who's not touring anymore. (laughs) Regardless. So now now you've stooped to the level of making fun of someone's health problems. I, see I didn't how say you. that. That's, I was that's, about to say, regardless of why, that's what regardless of why he's not that's what I heard. I, I don't know. That's, I kind heard. Of what, that's kind of what it sounded like. <laughs> I, we had a long pause there trying to let you fix it, but I had I couldn't let it go. Well, we, we picked up what you put down. <laughs> recently at work i've gotten really good at implying things that i don't say so sorry if it carried over to the podcast <laughs> sorry if you have a problem with yourself and think that that's what i said no that's what you said sorry sorry mr <laughs> alan jackson isn't picking up his guitar anymore for you and going on the road <laughs> not my problem when i was born that's all i'm saying okay <laughs> oh oh now now it's not your problem oh isn't that how this right, works it's it's all about me, right? Something about owning my own bias, or what was it from a couple of weeks ago? Just it's get with it. Personal <laughs> bias. Personal bias. I would pick, I'm going to pick the four seed here. I'm going to pick, <laughs> <laughs> pick Saturday in the Grove because tailgating is the right decision. And uh, it's, 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 it's important for our brand for us to continue to keep picking tailgating and uh, just like we did last year. And quite frankly, it's the penultimate experience, in my opinion, for tailgating. Um, respect to Alan Jackson. Don't think he should have beat Alabama. And I'm not trying to make fun of the man. Still, 
salty. Get over it. Move on. <laughs> All right. So it was one to one. Morgan, Alan Jackson, Saturday in the Grove. Um, I mean, how uh, how can I go and go even go into this? Dustin, you pretty much you know did a great job explaining the two of them there, man. Um, Alan Jackson's a great artist. Um, regardless if he's touring still or not, Ryan. Um, <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be someone's reason for deciding to choose him or not choose him. I mean, Jesus. You know. Gotta make it interesting. Sorry, sorry, it's not fucking Coldplay. Deserve. <laughs> Deserve. But, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I gotta go with, uh, with tailgating and Saturday in the Grove. That's uh, that is my final answer, Bob. Back to you. <laughs> All right, so this is a tough one. I like I said, I plan really on tough. I mean, I plan on going to, to Oxford this upcoming year. I've said before that I have a list. So far, it's tentatively has three locations for the 2022 tailgate tour that I'm going to go on, and Oxford is on that list. Don't make a tie, <laughs> but it's Alan Jackson. I mean, it's one of the best songwriters in country music history. So we're going to have to find a way to, to settle this one, whether it's a coin flip or we let Brett decide or whatever it is. I don't know. But <laughs> don't let him decide. We're not. We'll do a, we'll do a coin flip. We're going to do a split vote on letting Brett decide. All in favor. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we should do a coin flip to let, to let us decide uh, if Brett will decide and then not say the results on air. <laughs> well, does anyone have a coin on them? <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I you know we what would be really funny? There you go. What would actually be really funny though? Um it's just too much for me to try to find right now, but we ought to start settling things like they do on the Yak uh Barcel's daily show they do. They they always say the wheel is just. They have this website they put things into a spinning wheel. And whatever the wheel lands on is what happens. So when we have these issues in the future, we need to go to the wheel because the wheel is just. So we're just aping their ideas now? Oh, 100%. <laughs> the flattery and, and copying and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a couple quarters here. One's from 2017. The other one's a little, little more worn out. This is good radio. 2005. We have a 2005 vintage. Dustin sounds like Dustin sounds like Ted Mosby talking about his coin collection right now on how this is a vintage. This is a vintage 2005 or a 2017. I think a 2005. Essentially, y'all are picking between y'all's 20s versus my 20s. Yeah. (laughs) What was it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Do we know which side is which? Or did you just flip oh. it? <laughs> Dustin's like, flipped, flipped it. it. Ellen Jackson moves on. Jackson <laughs> why why I, do I feel like there needs to be an investigation into this? <laughs> Look. The coin uh, is just, is. Morgan. <laughs> it's, it's good old George. And then the background, oh. I don't know, is some... Backwoods, something I don't know. It'd be funny if it was Mississippi. It's Oregon. That would be actually really funny. It's actually Oregon. 
I don't know about the other one. <laughs> We're spending a lot of time on this coin. What is going this on? looks like the other one's from the Ozarks. <laughs> that makes you happy. No, that terrible review came from the Ozarks. Oh my god. <laughs> Either way, the coin is just. I'll flip whichever one you want. Y'all tell me which which, and then we'll sell. Go with Oregon. This is, this Best is the of way. seven, like like Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing one flip. All right, so heads is Alan Jackson, tails is Saturday in the Grove. The coin is just. Is it is it a flip? And then just to be clear, <laughs> so I don't have. I don't want any complaints about this. So is it a flip and just whatever it lands is what it lands? Or is it a flip and then I, you know, do the flip over on my hand and that's the answer? Which is it before I do it? I think flip on your hand. That way you can pick it up and show the camera. Catch it. Flip on the hand. And, and then, then show the camera. The flip yeah. Is. Yep. All right. Don't Point is just. But no picking it up. It stays on your hand. I'm going to complain right. no matter what that we didn't use the Heads, Alan Jackson, Tails, Saturday in the Grove, and the coin. I can't see it. Yeah. It's because my tag on background. It's, it's the Oregon. Oh, Saturday in the Grove. All right. The coin is just. The coin is just. I have no just. issues with it. I have no issues with it. Except for if it went the other way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not my Alan Jackson. This, is, this, this coin is not that just. This is, this is an awful coin. I think I'm going to have to get rid of this quarter. <laughs> coin let me down. All right. So Saturday in the Grove moves on. National title game. This episode, Justin has pocket change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright flip it to the other side of the bracket we've got the number one seed old fashions coming out of the drinks category against the uh, the third four seed that made the final four do what now from sayings alright Morgan I'm going to start with you man where are you going to pick what? in this final four matchup do what alright that's one vote for do <laughs> what <laughs> no um <laughs> you know as everyone else has said do what I, I mean do what now? I'd, I'd say a variation of that almost all the time. I'm always saying do what, but um, old fashioned. Yeah, I'm just call me old fashioned, man. I, it's a great drink. Yeah, you can Morgan old fashioned Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> um, used to be a place in Wilmington. I forget where it was at. Um, I used to go there and get one. Like usually start my night out, and it was always really good. Um, so I gotta go old fashioned. All right, that's one for the old fashioned, Dustin. Old fashioned, do what now? Do what now? All right, tied up one to one. Simple. It's that simple. No way. I'm still against the old fashioned. If if Angle can be mad about Alabama, I can be mad about the old fashioned. <laughs> Personal bias. All right, Ryan. You're gonna. It's one to one once again. You're gonna break the tie here. Old fashioned, the one seed versus number four. Do what now? So this is one of those sneaky games that we think is good, and then like you get into the first quarter of the football game, and you realize like, oh crap, Alabama was better than Georgia the whole time. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna ride the uh, four seed in this situation, which is uh, Alabama 
And uh, they are clearly, clearly much better than the over, uh, over-seeded one seed here, the old-fashioned. I don't know who seeded this, but clearly the four seed is stronger. <laughs> clearly the four seed is better. Clearly the four seed is going to be vaulting to the number one seed on either side of these brackets. Do what now is clearly much more Southern than the old-fashioned because a lot of people drink the old-fashioned. And to be quite honest, if we're getting to this stage in the game, this is where I say, thank you, Bourbon. It's been a fun ride, but we all know my true love. My true love is not bourbon. So for that reason, I'm not saying it's do what now. I'm just saying it's not bourbon. So <laughs> in that case, we're going to go with do what now. And me and Jen will go riding off into the sunset together. <laughs> I really want to vote for the old fashioned just so we will go back to the coin. But the coin screwed me last time. Not giving that damn coin a chance again. It's do what now. Got, it's not close. I got nickels and dimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> going, going up next, Dustin reads his pocket change to see which one of them is Southern. <laughs> All right. Well, so we have our national championship game set up. It's a battle of the four seeds from both sides of the brackets coming out of the sports side Saturday in the Grove versus the saying, do what now? So it's what was said the most at a tailgate versus tailgating. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Somehow so, our personal bias won out in this bracket. Yep. <laughs> Tune in next week to be able to find out what is the 2022 miserable and reckless most Southern person, place, or thing. Saturday <laughs> in the Grove or do what now? All right. <laughs> Yes, it's uh, time for a little bless your heart. I think you have one. I do. I do. I'm just laughing because no podcast or radio show or entertainment show in America is giving you this kind of content between the nickels and dimes determining tailgating and do what now? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of content, that doesn't really matter. For bless your heart, here I was trying to watch a NASCAR race. I was waiting around for the interview because there was some there was some Hendrick problems, and I was expecting them to be interviewing the uh, the drivers, and it didn't happen because, of course, you know, Fox had some bills to pay. And then they cut immediately to America's favorite pastime, uh, which I always want to see when my heart's pounding and the race has been great. And they cut to um, what is apparently called professional soccer. And that canceled. was sorry, I'm Atlanta. Atlanta. I got canceled left. Oh. Let me at least tell you what was at the game before I change the <laughs> As they zoom in on this stadium, I don't even know where, I know it was in Atlanta. What I see flying, and I paused it, and I said to my wife, I cannot believe I'm seeing this with my own eyes. They have a giant, and I do mean a giant, about a 12-person tall and wide flag that I'm sure is great for all the uh, people that are paid money to you know, sit in the stands and have this flag wave in front of them. And Did it say, let's orange. go, Brandon? No, it said, bless like your that. heart. <laughs> <laughs> they have the bless your heart brigade, apparently. I immediately changed the channel after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's canceled. <sighs> yeah, yeah, soccer is dumb. So is Europe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not because I'm in that opinion right now. <laughs> nah, I don't care. <laughs> Tell them to come at me at miserable uh, or at reckless show on Twitter. Come at me. Do what? <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, Come uh, at me. I'm a, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm, actually, actually, got a birthday coming up. Talking about being a man. You got a birthday over here. Somebody's going to be one more year closer to 30, so he'll be able to start screaming that at us pretty soon. Yeah, man, man, I'm man, almost I'm, 30. I'm almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a miserable and reckless birthday. Reach out to Logan. Wish him happy birthday next week. <laughs> Add him on Twitter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Morgan, guess... do you want to cancel soccer for real? Or are you too tired to cancel anything? I can cancel soccer. He's like, I've got just enough energy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You got, what is it, 90, 90 minutes of just tink, 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 tink. Almost about to score. And ball goes all the way halfway down the field again. And let's just run back to the other side of the field and kick it around. Oh, look at the flowers. Cool. Here's a headbutt. Oh, uh, no commercials and just the ball going back and forth, back and forth. It's like watching Pong. Someone played Pong back in the 80s. It's like, <laughs> all right, is, oh, there's a kick. There's a bicycle kick. And then 40 minutes of Pong. Cool. Um, great. Thank you for coming out. Uh, you people are boring and good night. <laughs> On top of that, the way they do timing is, is dumb too. It doesn't like start at uh, like every other sport and just go to the clock hit zero. And instead of, you know, a conventional idea of just being able to, the ball gets kicked out of bounds to stop the clock, you know, like every other sport with the clock does, they just let it run. And then they add time to the end of an already way too long game. Uh, it, it's just, it's all ridiculous. America's right. Soccer's dumb. The rest of the world's wrong. End of story. I think the best, best way to, Put out, put I guess, point out that soccer is so boring. As the Simpsons back in the day made fun of it, the whole family in town went to a soccer game at the local arena or whatever, and they're just kicking the ball. What's the positions on soccer? Right wing and left wing, uh, wing in the center, in in the center, in the center. So all three on one side of the field are kicking it back and forth to all three of them and not not advancing forward. And they're just standing there and just kicking it back and forth to each other, not doing anything. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is, you see the whole crowd cheering. And after about two minutes of them doing it, the, the cheers start to get less and less. And they're just sitting there like, what the hell is this crap? Let's get out of here. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> so soccer, soccer, you're canceled. I don't care how aggressive some people think your sport is. Um, no. Yeah, I mean they they talk about flopping. That's more fake flops in that you, sport than it is in the NBA. Now, I will you say do that it, don't that, add time to the clock. <laughs> I will say that there was one cool thing I saw once, and Ryan will remember this one. I forget who the soccer player was, but they're walking past each other two players on, on opposite teams. And the one guy said something about his mother and he turned and just took his head and just pounded him right into the, to the chest. And the guy fell on the ground, like grasping for air. That was a famous headbutt. It was in the world cup. It was Zinedon Zidane. I think he played for France and I'm pretty sure he's the head coach or of either a world cup, like a country or uh, I could look it up. 
He was very famous for that, and he never played another game after that because he was about to retire. There, there are some interesting characters like Zlatan. Yeah, Ibrahimovic. Yeah, he came on the Dan Patrick show. I was like, you want Zlatan? You get Zlatan. <laughs> <laughs> Basically did his best like Charlie Sheen impersonation and talked about like being, having the heart of a lion, but he just spoke in an accent the entire time. And I, he talked about many women's wanted to sleep with him. <laughs> but he talked about himself in the third person the entire time, which I was like, is he play acting or is he doing this on purpose? It was just It would be like if Ovechkin stood up and just started talking in the third person about how how fast how fast his uh, sports car drives him. <laughs> You'd just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was pretty funny. So anyway, soccer, you're canceled. Yeah. Go on home. Yeah, you're going soccer. It's enough soccer talk. I'd rather hear about NASCAR than soccer. So even Dustin agrees on that one. <laughs> this episode of Miserable and Reckless. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Tune in next week. Find out what the 2022 most southern thing on the Southern 64 is. Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Five stars, great review. See you next time.